0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and I am excited about where we are headed as we're getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs, and man, you can tell things are heating up. So now I got to get in position. I got to get you in position to get you over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So, Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your, wait for it, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So get on over there to betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Come on, man, tell them the noisemaker sent you. Man, I wish I could get back to fishing on the weekends back like I did back in the day when I was a wee lad. But I can't, man, the time is, okay, let me just be honest. I can't find the right stuff. I don't know the right baits to go get for Texas, but I'm glad our new sponsor, Monster Bass, is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to my doorstep each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where I live and where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monsters Bass. They know what to do. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide. It's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They got the best baits from the best brands and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So, If you want to catch a bigger bass this season, head on over to MonstersBass.com and use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. That's MonstersBass.com. Use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monsters Bass now. Tell them your boy Lloyd Spence sent you. Popcorn,
1: World 250 baby. Popcorn World
0: I'm a I'm Yes, I can. So you can get this groove in the bag of a key. You can make it round the world yeah. and the holes in your head. Popcorn world. Two or fifty flavors gonna make you smile. Two or fifty flavors gonna make you smile. Two or fifty flavors gonna make you smile. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that
1: popcorn make you smile. Ah.
0: With Heisman Trophy winner and Florida State legend, Mr. Charlie Ward, Wake Three TV, and perfect Hall of Famer Kendrick Askew, and Mr. Talking Noise himself, and of course my Lloyd, Lloyd Smith, and now it's time for Believe in the ACC. Glad to be here with my brothers this morning. And yes, we are recording this day of today. Uh, we're all here. I'm here. Kendrick Castle is here. The Heisman Trophy legend. Florida State legend. And now soon to be only known as Hope's Daddy. Charlie Waters here. <laughs> In Texas. Hope is becoming the real star of this family, Charlie.
1: Uh, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it feel
0: to be replaced?
1: Uh, uh, that's, that's what uh, is supposed to happen. That's I mean, exactly what's supposed to happen. Everyone's mm-hmm. replaceable. Just remember that. that. Oh, oh,
0: oh, Charlie. Dropping the jewels this morning. Everyone's <laughs> replaceable. <laughs> well,
1: I love it too, Charlie. I got to be honest with you. Whether you like it or not. Or not. We're we all going to leave this earth, earth and someone's going to replace us.
0: That is exactly true. So that means when the time comes, somebody's going to be doing Believe the ACC, and it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. I don't know who that person is, but, you know. <laughs> all right. It's good to see you guys this morning, man. Yes, sir. Good sometimes, man. Good sometimes, morning. sometimes, Kendrick and Charlie, you stumble into a show. And you think you've uh, really expired that that topic? You say, "Well, we've kind of talked about that already, and there's really not a whole lot more to talk about." And then you dive a little bit deeper. You go, "No, wait a minute, maybe because <laughs> so yesterday a story broke in college basketball that the highly heralded two-time first-team All Pac-12 player Remy Martin decided to leave Arizona State and transfer." To Kansas. Now, I didn't I was not aware. First of all, I was not aware that he was unhappy with Arizona State and wanted to transfer. Were, were
1: either of you aware of that?
2: I I hadn't heard anything.
1: But let me just let me just say this, man. Yeah. At this point in time, <laughs> there there is no rhyme or reason. There's
0: right. no. Right. There's, there's none. That's why I wanted to dive back in. Because when I look at the list, and I know there's a lot of transfer people in the portal. I know that. We already talked about that. At this point, I think the last count was 1,700 in the basketball and 1,500 in the uh, football. You
1: see, so there's 700? a lot of huh? – 1,700?
0: Seventeen was the last in that basketball? I saw. Yeah, in the basketball. Yeah.
1: And there's a lot, Charlie. And there's less, less scholarships? Um.
0: Well, I mean, listen—you can transfer to multiple levels, Charlie. You don't have to just all go yeah. D one.
1: That, but <laughs> uh, not very many people want to transfer it down. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, those people may not have a choice. You just
0: said there's not a lot of scholarships, so they <laughs> may not have a choice.
1: You got—if
0: right. you want to play college ball and you think the school you're at doesn't work, you got to go where there's a spot. So this is this is gonna be a. I, you know what? I should have named this show today. I should have named it Musical Chairs. I think I may. I think I may change the name when we load it to the podcast later today. Because the that's thing that's amazing. Like. Yeah. The
2: thing that's amazing me is how many players are transferring within the conference. That's the other
0: part. I'm going. So you just. So everybody's okay with this? Like we are gonna break
1: up with our wife and then go get the wife of a neighbor? Like our homeboy? Like. This is weird, man. uh, Essentially, that's, I mean, when you start breaking it down like that, essentially, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this stuff does happen, you know, in real life. I mean, that stuff does happen. Um, And so, this is just becoming what I consider a reality show. I mean. It
0: really is. is. Oh, you're
1: giving me an idea.
0: But, but, (laughs) 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 but it's just, it's a strange reality show because, like we're not talking about a kid who didn't have success, right? Remy Martin played well. Like he, he's averaging nineteen point one points a game. So what exactly is wrong?
2: I mean, you look at Xavier uh, Wheeler uh, from Georgia who just committed to Kentucky yesterday. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he averaged fourteen points and seven assists a game last year. <laughs> What's wrong? I don't know. I, I, is he the true freshman? Uh, yeah, he was a true freshman last year. Freshman. Yeah, he's
1: a sophomore. Okay, uh, my whole thing is, if if you wanted to go K- to Kentucky like out of high school, like why didn't you choose them? But I understand you got your year under your belt and you got some time to play, and you play well, I'm just saying this is turning to AAU uh, travel team. On steroids,
0: yeah. Yes. <laughs> On steroids.
1: Well, the other very glowing
0: thing that's happening in the basketball side of this, and we've got both sides to talk about today, basketball and football, but on the basketball side, when you look at the top 50 transfers as of right now, just as of today, the ACC is not really benefiting from this so far. No, I mean it looks like the SEC yeah. is benefiting the most. Huh?
2: It looks like the SEC. Yeah.
0: yeah, the SEC is benefiting
2: good. the most. I mean I mean, Auburn got Walker Kessler. Why,
0: why do you think that is? Let's just uh, as, as – let's take the macro approach for a second. Why do you think the ACC – or is it just timing? Like, at some point, you're going to see the ACC dive deeper in. I know Mobile has gotten at least two guys out of the transfer portal basketball-wise. I think one of them was from Miami, right? Or maybe both of them yeah. were from Miami.
2: Yeah, Mobile got a kid from Miami. And mm-hmm. – Another kid. I'm, it's on this list.
1: I'm scrolling. Yeah, yeah it's, right it's now. two kids that they got. I know Florida State has two, and Florida State got two. I remember they got two. Oh, um, Houston, and then the, the player from Kentucky. But like one. some
0: of the top names in the in the in the, um, the ACC are leaving. Like Walker, Kessler. Noah Lock. Yeah, Lova got Noah Locke from Florida. Oh Florida, okay, it was Florida. I know it was Florida based schools. I couldn't remember if they were both from the same school but, or
1: what. But this is this is what we're probably gonna end up seeing, you know, not this one time transfer. Of course, the same the people who are transferring now can't transfer again. So they're I mean if they do, they sit out.
0: Well, is that true though? Because everybody got the COVID pass this year. So does that mean
1: uh, I hope I hope this not a keep passing this Yeah I I think this is it. I think this is I think
2: this is it. I think okay. the covid thing is only extended to people uh staying an extra year in school. Yeah, okay, be- gotcha. But, well, you know, I just
1: I just think this is going to be the model uh moving forward, especially with the one-time transfer. Now it now that it's going to move into a different category because those that have transferred one time, you know, they're off the market at least for a year. Uh, meaning if they transfer again, they're going to be sitting, sitting a year. I'm guessing. It, uh, I hope that's what the, what the, what the thing, right. is, you know, they don't keep passing. Like I said, you keep passing, say, Oh, you can sit, you can play another year without sitting, but when I start getting new guys on the market each and every year. Um, outside of the guys who transferred before. So the model that I've you know just been kicking it around with some of the coaches, the model is guys who are leaving for the pros or guys who are transferring. Most schools are building their programs, are uh, uh, building their teams around, getting experienced players that they thought may be coming back. I'll just say that they thought that these guys may be coming back and they choose to go to the NBA draft. So now instead of going to get a freshman who you have probably already recruited, uh, you can go and get transfer to plug and play to bring that experience that you thought was coming back. And so I think that's some of the things that people may be looking into moving forward to try to build a roster, but you can't build your roster on, transfer i know bella did it but those guys sat out a year and they were able to get into the system not saying they would have done that the year before but i just know everyone now wants to be like Bella. well mm-hmm. heck everybody wants to be like the lakers you know they want to change right. Right, right right everybody wants to be like the warriors when they yeah. want the championship i mean it's not a cookie cutter deal where you can say okay they have xyz i'm just going to build my team no, but uh, had a very solid team last year, and they built their team on you know transfers, and it worked. But that doesn't mean it's gonna always work, <laughs> right? It's not. It's not a cookie cutter model,
0: but it is a copycat model, and 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 people copycat success, and that's kind of how it works. It's we decide, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know it worked for Drew. Let me see if I can make it work for me. I'm, I want to go through some of these ACC teams uh, in basketball, and 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 if we have time, we'll do football. If not, we'll maybe save it for later. But like, I want to start with North Carolina because Walker Kessler was a big thing. That's that's massive. I mean, uh, now and Garrison, I would even argue that Garrison Brooks is pretty massive. That you know, those are two. You like, you're talking about a six nine forward and a seven one center. So you, you don't just go get two skilled players like that off the street and say, oh, let's just replace them. And how many points is that? Casper uh, was averaging 16 and 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Garrison was averaging 16. So you just lost 32 points off uh, before you ever laced up the uh, shoes for the next season. And you, and you lost defense in the middle. Now you replaced it. They did replace it. With uh Brady Manek, uh
1: coming from Oklahoma. To me, he's a very good uh replacement. Okay. I, I, uh, I like his game. Uh why? Uh he's not just your typical uh center slash center. He's uh he can step out and shoot it from, from range. Um, you know, big body, a bigger body, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I like that I like that replacement. Okay. Um, for Kessler because what I do think um, Hubert would do, uh, excuse me, Coach Davis would do. Uh, Coach Davis. He's your former teammate. You can let it slide. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's a former teammate. Yeah. But and, it's early.
0: and it's early, Charlie. It's early. so
1: Yeah, what I think he'll do, he'll modernize their game. Uh, modernize their their offense when it comes to you know they uh carolina runs their sets their their secondary sets and all the mm. different sets and you know what they're doing but what what i think but coach davis, davis wants to do is potentially have a guy who can step out and knock down the three-point shot a bigger guy yeah to be able to um you know, give them more room for their guys to operate. And yeah. that's what I mean by I think they are they'll modernize their offense uh to to make it where it's more what we see everywhere. They also in conference
0: uh snatched up Justin McCoy, uh the six eight uh forward from Virginia. So, uh, and I'm not sure what Justin's uh, raw numbers look like. Let me, we can look at that real quick. Justin was averaging, did it say how much he was averaging? Maybe not. Uh,
1: Some of these guys, some of these guys didn't play a lot, but they were freshmen. Yeah. I've seen some where, you know, they they didn't play, they played some, but they didn't play a lot. And they were like true freshmen. And so essentially, in the Or sophomores, you know, essentially you're getting two years uh, to be able to groom them into your system. I just still don't like the idea, but. Well, Justin, Justin, yeah,
0: I don't know how much he played. I know he's a five star. He was a five star coming in. So they essentially got a five star with college experience. So that's, so think about that. That's really gonna be, I think, where we're headed, man. Listen, do I want the, the, <clears throat> excuse me, do I want the chocolate cake that is tried and true, or do I want this new
1: recipe that I've never heard of before? I think you have to have a mix. Uh, I still believe you, you have to have a mix. You can't... As a Division One, you know, Power Five type team, you can't build your roster on transfers because you're going to have what starting to have with Duke and Kentucky and some of these one and done uh situations where you have this influx and you're Mm -hmm. always transitioning um or changing over your team from year to year. Uh, I'm not saying that that happens, you know, it didn't happen before, but it's just that inconsistency that you get having to bring in new people each and every year. And at some point that's gonna catch up with you. so I just I just believe and I just I'm gonna talk about models. I mean Villanova. I mean they won two out of three uh in a in a four-year four-year span or so and they had you know veteran guys that yeah. worked and work, you know. I mean they might have brought in a guy here and there, but for the most part, they had veteran guys and I just, I just, it's going to be tough to see. I feel not bad, but like the mid majors, their roster is getting plucked, you know, from the, the best players are getting plucked from them. But they also can turn around and get some of these guys who may not have a spot and offer them opportunity to replace. And so I think it's, it is something that, you know, can work um, because. Some of these mid-majors may get some very, very good basketball players as well.
0: Well, you mentioned, and then, Kennedy, I want you to jump in there. Um, You mentioned where, you know, if there's uh, uh, 1,700 transfers, where are everybody going? Where's the roster spots? Well, if I'm a mid-major and I can steal some fours and five stars, I'm probably doing that. That that's who to me will benefit the most because they're gonna get the quote unquote leftovers, but some of those leftovers are
1: better than what they would have recruited anyway. Oh, guess who's gonna be calling? <laughs> who do you think I'm talking about their Kendrick Haskins. <laughs> well, whatever do you
2: mean? the <laughs> a New Yorker. <laughs>
1: and yes He might have been in some trouble somewhere else But he yeah. has, That's for coach I'm just saying But you know he hasn't
2: He hasn't gotten anyone yet That's that's in the uh, portal yet
0: But he will <laughs> uh, for, for, for our listening audience tell, Please tell them who you're talking about They may not have been able to decode Our secrecy <laughs> <laughs> About, of course, the great Richard <gasps> Patino.
2: He's gonna, he's,
0: Rick. <laughs>
1: I, I think Rick is gonna do very well in the portal. Nah, he's, right, he's gonna wait. do great. He's just waiting. Yeah. Waiting for the dust to settle. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's gonna and it's gonna land it in his lap because he knows
0: one thing about Rick, Rick knows what to do with with whatever talent he is given. And I'm sure it's easy to recruit
2: to the city of New York mm-hmm. and in and, and a city that loves him. And so not hard
0: at all. <laughs> Come to Iona, we'll get you into the Knicks games for free. They're good <laughs> By the way, they're good, now that they're good. Right. They're good again. So there you go. Um, Duke lost three in Jordan Goldwire, Jamin Brakefield, and Henry Coleman. To, uh, I'm surprised by yeah. Very surprised. Very again. That I mean, again, I don't. I don't know what's happening. Like it's just, like you right, said, it's you so weird because you see seen so many players that
2: get playing time that are starting, getting plenty of playing time, getting all the shots they want, and
0: like, getting like a, you sat down at the table and with your mom and daddy and said, "Hey, I chose. I choose the Duke hat. Then you got <laughs> to and said, ah, maybe not so much. I don't right. understand that. I, but, I and, he <laughs> um, and he <laughs> and started. And he started. <laughs> right. So it, it seems like it, it worked out pretty well for you. But apparently, I don't know. But anyway, he's here to Oklahoma. Um, and that's such a contrast, too. Think about where these three guys went. Jordan Goldwire went to Oklahoma. Jamin Breakfield left Duke to go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not bad, though. It's i it's mean, such a contrast in cultures and styles and, I mean, that's just, I don't know, that's maybe just Maybe weird. he wasn't a Duke guy. How about that? But he set a table,
1: Charlie, with his mama and his daddy and his sister and auntie and his grandma and said, I choose Duke. I'm just saying, once you get to a certain place, you may not feel like that's the right place for you. Right. Maybe he didn't fit in, like the culture.
0: Okay.
1: And it was a culture shock. So he decided to leave Duke and go to Old Miss, which Old Miss is a very good school but yeah. they're Duke. They're also going to lose uh
0: Patrick Tate, although Patrick has not chosen a school yet or maybe more accurately uh, a school has not chose Patrick yet uh, out of the transfer portal, but he is he is not he is tentatively leaving Duke. so they've replaced those guys building calls. Near- uh, he's fielding calls. He's fielding calls <laughs> as we speak. Uh, uh, they replaced those guys with Theo John and Bates Jones. Bates is it Jones or Bates John? Is he Bates John? Jones, yeah, Bates Jones. I don't know much about Bates. John, I don't remember him. He played at uh, was that NC? No, Davidson. He played at Davidson.
1: That's kind of an in-state. Yeah. There's some of these guys, you, transfer kind of thing. you, you probably we probably don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, who who they are as far as the way they play the game. Right. They are coming from some smaller. i say smaller. Well, I guess smaller uh, conferences. And yeah. You know, you really may not have heard of them. And they and there were some good uh, transfers last year. I know Michigan had you know, a transfer to help them uh, in their process because he was from Wake Forest, or one of them from Wake Forest. Uh, but I think there's some smaller schools, players that have, you know, made an impact, you know, on a, on a power five level. Uh, but they've been in school for like three years. Is Kendrick, you can speak to this. Is Cameron Fletcher
0: a great fit for for florida state i feel like he is i feel like his skill set could be he could be he
2: didn't he didn't play that much at kentucky he got into right. trouble and you know he had the blow up with cal on the bench and pretty much didn't play anymore i think he got in maybe one game after that and so he had he has a little growing up to do he's got good size uh, he's, a, he's a little raw. He is a little raw, especially offensively. He's raw. But I think defensively and getting <laughs> boards. I think he'll he'll play a good role in doing that.
0: I I really like his athleticism, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think it's a good fit. Because, uh, to me, the one the number one quality that a Florida State basketball player has is their athleticism. Like they are real athletes, and you can you can I, I won't say plug and play, but you can. You can kind of move guys around to, to spots and um like a lot of guys can handle the ball, a lot of guys can shoot the ball, a lot of guys can go drive to it, a lot of guys can crash the board. That's to me, that makes you uh a pretty dangerous team. And Cam seems to fit in that mold to me, uh, for Florida State. Charlie, what do you think about have you had a chance to I know he doesn't have a lot of tape on him, but uh from what you've
1: I don't Maybe know. Maybe a herd or whatever. I don't know much about them. I haven't talked okay. to anyone over there. Uh, but I do know, you know, when they recruit kids, you know, they, they let you know like the, the system. Yeah. And they don't sugarcoat it or hide it. They this is what we do and how we do it. And you know, they lost, you know, some pretty significant guys uh to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, guys who were uh, facilitators, and so they're kind of looking for that next Ray grade Gray type of guy. I don't know if Cameron Fletcher is that, but um, I'm sure he can be uh, in, in one of the modes that they've kind of fitted around their players because they've had you know, uh, quite a few guys go to the NBA um, and they play a certain way. Um, yeah, just trying to fit those guys into or find a guy that fit into that system um, or that role is I, what they only totally do.
0: I also like Caleb Mills coming from Houston because uh-huh. that's because again that's that, that to me that's that toughness Right. that mm-hmm. Florida State is always looking for. That you know that listen to me, Florida State teams are kind of like a southern version of Cincinnati team. They. Here's what you know. They're gonna do. They're gonna play hard defense. They're gonna crash the boards. They're gonna they're gonna be physical, and they're gonna and they're gonna play for forty uh forty minutes. So that's that to me is at least a phenomenal starting point. I think the two guys they're bringing in could potentially be a part of that mix as well. You. Um, you see, Georgia Tech, they just kind of did a flip flop. They lost Davion Smith. To uh, or they, I'm sorry, they, ga- they gained Davion Smith, five eleven guard from Mississippi State. They lost David the Dinko. uh, or they're losing David dodinko He's another one of those fielding office kind of situations. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, we talked about Louisville briefly. Um, and now I'm buffering. <laughs> they
2: got no getting Noah lock and uh on the kid from miami there you
0: go they, um, and they also
2: got jared and they got jared west from marshall
0: uh oh okay so that hasn't updated okay yeah is josh losing josh nickelberry a, a major loss
2: no not really they, they they've replaced him with what they got they're 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 changing up. They just hired a new assistant coach. They just announced him yesterday. Let me get you his name. Ah, okay. It's Ross Ross McMains. Uh He's okay. coached around in the uh, NBA and in the G League and internationally. They they're saying they're gonna. Then you're not gonna see the walking the ball up the court all the time anymore. They're gonna be a more up tempo team. They 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 got some, went out and got some shooting. I mean, with Noah Locke and, you know, the kid from Miami. And so they're going to – they'll be a much better shooting team than they were last year. They were at the bottom of the conference last year in three-pointers. So they're definitely addressing that.
0: Let's stay there for a second because this is interesting news that you're bringing to the table. You said that they said they're not going to be a walk-up the court team anymore. They're going to push the tempo more. They're going
2: to try to push the tempo more this year.
0: Interesting. Is that is that because that's interesting because that feels like pressure. That feels like somebody <laughs> the phone call saying, I'm tired of watching this walk up the court thing. We need to well, switch. I mean, cups.
2: I mean, I know I know little fans that don't watch them now because of the of the way they've been playing, because Lou was known for you know getting up and down the court transition basketball and That's not what they're doing right now.
0: Well, listen, it is. I won't hold you. It is a tough watch. It was a tough watch (laughs) last year. It really was because even in what was what was shocking to me about their offense last year, to me, sometimes there were obvious tempo pushing moments, and they still wouldn't push the ball up. That was what was to me. I don't mind you 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 getting into your sets. That makes sense. And when it make it makes sense, when it makes sense to do that. Like right. if the numbers are not there, okay, right? But when you have an obvious fast break attempt, or when you have opportunities to put the defense on their heels, why are you still walking the ball up? That's where I think. So to me, that sounds like so. Okay, so is this is this a call from above and a warning shot to 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 Chris Mack?
2: I won't go so far as to say it's a warning shot, but it's definitely. I mean, they they got rid of two coaches. They brought in two more coaches. They brought in a new athletic, a new uh, trainer. Because uh, Fred Hina retired, and so they 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 making a lot of changes. And so I'm guessing, chain He was told to make some changes.
0: Charlie, is it ever the assistant coach's fault? as the, the the tempo and the flow and the the rhythm of that game is that ever the
1: assistant and the trainer's fault? Well, I don't, I'm not going to point blame. I don't think it's everyone's fault if you're not getting the job done. Okay. Course, the head coach always – either the head coach is getting new people because they may not be getting what they want uh, from those coaches. Uh, you know, that's that's more of a top-down type of deal. Uh, sometimes it is the head coach saying I need X, Y, Z, but most coaches are loyal uh, to those guys that they brought in. Um, but in the trainer, I don't know if you're talking about strength conditioning training. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about strength and conditioning training, then yes, uh, strength and conditioning training can definitely help you, uh, prepare your guys for the things that you want, uh, to do on the, on the court. And so mm-hmm. there are different styles and methods uh, to, you know, the, the training portion. Um, and if you're not getting what you desire or need from the weight room, then you need to make changes. But most times those changes, uh, come from above to say X, Y, Z, this is what we need to get done. And then, or sometimes it's the head coach saying uh, we need to get better in this area. And I think these guys can help me, uh, get it done. And if they don't get it done, then everybody's out. I mean, right. a, how uh, long has Chris been there?
2: Ah, uh, this will be this will be his third year or that's fourth what I thought. year.
0: That's that's awfully early to start making a lot of changes, but we'll see. Okay, I, I, I definitely I think we should all be keeping an eye on that. That's that's a because that's three coaches or two coaches in three years.
2: Would be well. It was Patino, then the interim with Paget, no, Chris no. I'm, I'm
0: saying, I'm saying, um, with with in, within his tenure, because this isn't the first year that he changed a coach, right? Or no, it's
1: the first year. It's the first, it's the first, okay, first
2: time. Okay, okay. But he uh, he uh, he let Dino Gaudio and uh, Luke Murray go this
0: year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I would be curious to see where this is headed because that's that's interesting to me. That they that that they they're making such a dramatic because it sounds like it, not just a shift in coaching but even a shift in philosophy. Uh, and he he was pretty healed or uh, anchored down on his philosophy for the last few years, like because he was getting he's been getting pushback from it. Yeah, but but sometimes
1: part of it last year too
2: is like the guards they didn't have. Depth at the guard position to really push it anyway. Because I, I mean, you, you was already playing Carleek and David Johnson almost forty minutes a game as it was, and right. so you know if you, if you running and gunning and playing like that, you really don't have anything coming off the bench behind them to give them a breather, and you really can't you know push the tempo as much as yeah. you know as people would like to see. But like again, like again, like you said, there was some obvious situation like the Virginia the Virginia game. And that last Duke game, or two games that stick out to me, when they just kept walking the ball up, kept walking the ball up, and they're not, and they wasn't getting anything done in the half, in the half court, and not getting any easy shots. So I'm like, why are you not pushing the tempo to try to like, try to get some easy baskets? But they weren't doing that. And so I'm, I'm guessing that's what the change. They went out and got a bunch of shooters, and so I think you're gonna see a whole brand new offense for U of L this season. That is really amazing.
1: What you said is um, the shooters. I mean, they're great um, to have on the floor for spacing. However, if if they're just that, I mean, you need somebody's going to have to facilitate, be the main guy, um, and space the floor. When you talk about spacing the floor, you got to have that type of team. Um, and so, someone or a guard who Uh, you know, handle the ball, but also make decisions. Um, Or if those guys are shooters, you know, finding ways to uh, get them off of catch and shoot opportunities. Now that's a totally different animal if they're catch and shoot guys, uh, multiple, you know, being able to put balls on the floor, pull-ups. But if they're just space to floor type guys, then you're going to need someone to be able to control the basketball, uh, pick and roll game and make those guys better by sitting them in the corner or spacing the floor, you know, around the perimeter. But if you don't have that, I mean, you, you're going to be up a creek. Yeah.
2: yeah they, they they got new point guards. And with the, well, the, almost the whole starting five is going to be different this year. Right. Malik, Malik came back. That's huge for them. Yeah. Malik came back. And if he can stay healthy – and you can put Jalen Withers at the four instead of the five. I mean, I felt so sorry for that kid playing the five last year. <laughs> so you can get him at the four, and if Malik can stay healthy, but still they they need they need some more size coming off the bench. They have JJ Trainer, but JJ so thin he's more of a three than he is a four or a five. He's just he has four or five height, but he
0: has a three size, and so. So I wonder, I wonder if they're done in the transfer portal. I, I have a feeling they're probably going to go. It's, it up. sounds like they're done. I think they have yeah. one scholarship. I think they got one or two scholarships left that they can left to out. Because one one person transferred, <laughs> uh, or was was asked to transfer. I don't know, but <laughs> 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 but, 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 but I, was, I think I opened up an extra spot, right? Yes, yeah, so they, they, I think they
2: have two spots. They
0: have two spots. Okay. And so. Very interesting yeah. stuff. You, you talked about Virginia. Virginia. Curious they got uh, go Yeah,
2: Armand Arman Franklin is going to be huge for Virginia. He's going to fit right in. Big,
0: yeah, that's a big hit for them. And and so yeah. losing Casey Morsel and losing and Justin McCoy and uh, Jabri Abdul Rahim, that doesn't feel quite as bad when you replace him with an Armand Franklin. That's a pretty
2: uh, – He's the type of guy that Charlie was just talking about. He's a shooter, but he also can put the ball on the good, floor. He, yeah. can create, he can create his own shot. He's a really good player.
0: But what's curious about the losses for them is that they lost a lot in conference. Casey left Virginia to go to NC State, and then Justin McCoy left Virginia to go to North Carolina. I I,
2: I – <sighs> It's so weird. I mean, and like you were saying, you look in the SEC. How many players are going within in the conference? It's so weird to see that.
1: But, but, but the thing that you have to understand also is those coaches see those guys all the time. Yes. And so, when it's when you know a player, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to pull the trigger on him as opposed to someone that you may not know. I mean, you're watching film on um to be able to pull the trigger but you're gonna see this more more often than not now. Uh, yeah. so guys who are getting an opportunity to you know play, but they're not playing enough or a lot and these guys these coaches are evaluating I mean they they probably have coaches and I don't know this to be true, they probably got somebody yeah. evaluating kids, you know, all the time. Yeah. Um, and I, would, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in it as far as, you know, if I was a head coach, uh, but I, I'm sure they have someone watching these film, film of, you know, f- the film of the games if guys are – if they get a call. Because most people get calls from an AAU coach or some form of a coach or somebody on the outside saying that such-and-such such is looking – then that's when they'll probably start watching film on that guy to see if he's a good fit and then watching him throughout the season or what have you. I am speculating here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Information. But I just think it's going to happen more. I don't think you're wrong. I think uh, recruiting. On. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: you're spot on. I think recruiting in college basketball overnight, and we're not even just college basketball, just college sports, period, has dramatically changed. I think you can no longer say, I'm just going to go to this high school and watch this game. I think you're now watching everything. You're saying, man, this kid at uh, Stanford would be a perfect fit here at Duke. <laughs> or, or this kid at Memphis could fit right in in North Carolina. I mean, I think that's where we are. And, and if you think for one second that conversations or back-channel moments are not going to take place now that we have a transfer form that allows you to transfer immediately for cause, no real reason, just cause. I cause I don't like this play. Cause oh, I'm not getting my plans done. It's going to happen. And the recruiting of
1: that is going to happen. It's happening right now. Well, this is the craziest thing. I'm sitting here thinking, man, your best player. Let's say, let's just say Kentucky. Your best player, if he's not happy with something, he, he's looking to leave. I mean, it, <laughs> your best player. <laughs> I'm not talking about like a guy who's sitting on the bench, you know, not getting <laughs> an opportunity. I'm talking about the best player on your team get all the things that he desires when it comes to, you know, points, playing time, you know, accolade, whatever the case may be. He may decide he wants to leave because of whatever. And yeah. that to me is a problem. I mean, that that is a big – that is a major problem. I like, really you know, I
2: mean, you're talking about – I mean, that with Georgia, that severe Wheeler, I mean – He averaged 14 points and seven assists a game, led the SEC, and was ranked fourth nationally in assists.
0: (laughs) I I will read this again. The best player just up the leaves. I will read this again to your point, Charlie. The two time first team, all packed 12, averaging 19 points for two seasons. Remy Martin is going to transfer to Kansas and probably be
1: preseason. First well, see, this is, a, this is the mindset um, of, uh, I think, this generation. i just say that. Uh, um, if I can better my situation or if I can go to a place where I feel like I can win a championship, then I'm going to do it. And, you know, of course, as I've always said, the college ranks is a trickle down from the NBA, and once that started happening, where guys started ganging up on one team to do X, Y, Z, right? The trickle down mindset that happens. It is their prerogative to do it, but it's just the mindset that uh, that I'm talking about. And so I just think that's in this case I do believe that is the biggest issue. Not it wasn't about accolades. Or I think it's more. It was more so geared towards uh, just I have a better opportunity to win a championship.
0: I,
2: yeah. yeah, I yeah. Mean, think about it. That uh, the Heat that happened what ten years ago. Yeah. So God, so these it's crazy. close. It's got to be. I think it's about ten years ago. Close to it anyway. Those, you got to think, college kids, 18, 19 years old, 10 years ago, they ate nine when they're most impressionable, and that's what they're seeing.
0: So, yeah,
2: that's exactly what that is.
0: What a great question from Chad. He said, do you think the death of the player that died in the car accident from Kentucky will affect Boston to, or uh, from Kentucky, or will he leave because that seems like a valid reason? Because he was, they were together. Yeah, right? Clark. Out. yeah, yeah, yeah BJ Boston, B, BJ Boston, but
2: he's already gone. He's 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 not coming. Oh, you he already?
0: He's okay, yeah, he's
2: okay. not coming back. Okay, uh, because when, when the accident happened, they were they were having a, they were leaving a workout,
1: huh?
0: Yeah, they're going, he's going, he's he put himself in the draft, right? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah.
1: okay, all right. Um, I, I'm, I mean, just I guess look at that, I, I. I look at some of these teams. The teams are going to be drafting early. I, I wouldn't go and get somebody that's young. Why? Because my team's already young. Right. I mean, I'm sitting. I'm sitting there watching the Magic and and what have you. And the coach is saying, you know, I got talent, but we're just young. Same thing with the Pelicans. I, I watched the Pelicans the other night playing the Lakers.
0: And I know they set some people. and, Of course, Zion is hurt, but they are so young. Like they're they're, just—they are. I mean, they look like an AAU team. They Brandon Ingram is the vet on the team.
1: (laughs) Think about that. Brandon Ingram is two years old. So that is my point. I'm 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 trying to figure out like these teams is going to be drafting early. Like, why would you go get someone else unless you're talking? Unless you're trying to be like. You know, Philly, and then Philly took about five or six years before they became you know where they are today. Right. Because they they did go through the draft, and if that's what your if if that's what your mindset is, then you know I don't want to hear about we're losing, you know, and that kind of deal, because young players when you start putting them all together, you're gonna have mistakes after mistakes, and these mistakes will cost you games, and next thing you know. You're 10, 12 games under. I mean, that's that's all I keep hearing. I'm looking at you, is, Sacramento. Again? I'm looking at you, Sacramento Kings. I'm just saying. Same hey, thing. At some point, you got to start looking at building a, a mix. And I think. Internet. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, go ahead, finish. Yeah. The, Knicks, the, thing, the Knicks, I know we're off off ACC, but. Oh, no, no, yeah. Uh, the Knicks are, you know, in that mode. They brought yeah. in a veteran coach. And he immediately said, "Hey, we got some young players, but I need some veterans to help help this deal along a little faster." And they they've been able to do that, of course, having the right veterans. But I just thing. I just think these young players, you know, keep drafting them. If that's your your plan, then you got to be willing to live with those young mistakes and bad seasons. Well, to your point, Charlie, and I think it's a great one. The
0: two biggest turnarounds in the NBA, and and I was going to get to a non ACC question, so this is a perfect time for that. Uh, <laughs> the two um, biggest turnarounds, I think, are Phoenix and the Knicks. Phoenix was, you know, Phoenix, Knicks, and like, Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I would. The only thing I would say, I felt like I feel like Charlotte's been coming. It's slowly but surely. But it's the same thing. It's that we're young, we're growing, we're figuring it out, kind of thing. But like, think about it. Phoenix was out; like they weren't in the playoffs at all. Now they're the number two seed. Well, what's the difference? They brought in a veteran to be able. But to they came, they, the came, they were coming. They
2: came, if you remember though, they came on in the bubble. They went undefeated they in the bubble. Yeah, they so did. So they were coming. It's like adding Chris Paul you know, you know that was that was that was that added to it. But they were coming. Yeah, well,
0: they, I, I, yeah, they were coming, but would they have made that big of a jump without I don't think they make yeah. that big of a jump. Exactly. And, I, and so Crowder. Yeah, and, Crowder, and Crowder, too. Yeah, that's yes, another know. great point. Yeah, just a, a enough veteran presence and experience to offset all of the youth that they possess. And you can say the same thing about Miami. You know, they had a young team prior to Jimmy Butler getting there. You add Jimmy Butler. Now you got a team that makes it to the finals and is probably, arguably, the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference going into this year's playoff.
2: Yeah, yeah sure. I think about Charlotte. You're he, talking about having that good mix because like, they went out and got Terry Rozier and, and Gordon that's Hayward. Good one. And, then you, and then you, you know, and put them with Lamelo and uh, Bridges and and PJ Washington. And you know, that's okay. they've got a good mix there. Yeah. And I, I'm and like as someone who covered PJ Washington when he was at Kentucky, he, his his game is totally different now than it was when he was at Kentucky.
0: Oh so yeah,
2: that, he, he he was not this three-point shooter at Kentucky at all. <laughs> he he, he hardly ever
0: took threes. And now he's just yeah, knocking them down at and right right. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Well well Char- Charlie, I would love for you to speak to this. It's about being able to get to the NBA and figure out what your role is. There are going to be mega superstars. There are going to be superstars. But the rest of us are going to be role players. What
1: is your role? As I said, everybody has a role. Everybody has a role. Whether you're the guy who facilitates and has the ball in your hand all the time, your role is to make everybody else better while you explore um to you know help us because if you go if you don't score, then we're gonna have a tough time. So it's just a matter of you understanding your role. But yeah, Kwame, Kwame Brown, Brown understood his role, he set screens. Who is that? <laughs>
0: that was that was unpleasant. He has not seen the rain I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, Kwame Brown, yes, Kwame yeah. Brown uh which, okay, so... How did Kwame Brown get in this mix? Well, so... You was ta- why- we were talking about role players. Oh, and so, God. you know, amongst his
2: rant was somebody who was like, what was it like, uh, you and Kobe combining for 82 points? Because Kwame had like one, one point in the- <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, and
1: Kwame gonna- was like, did you see
0: the screens all sudden? <laughs> But he was serious. He wasn't joking. He was Yeah, no. But well, but the way but the reason why Kwame comes into the conversation now is because apparently some comments were made, which I heard the comments from Genie Bus. They weren't that bad. I mean Yeah,
2: they were benign to me. They were
0: very benign. But he didn't like the way that Stephen Jackson and Gilbert Arenas commented about his game and saying that the Kwame Brown was the throw in player to these trades. And he went on Instagram and First of all, I didn't know Kwame Brown had that kind of edge. I always—I never even heard him speak before. I never heard him. Speak, so it <laughs> threw me off that he was as edgy as he is. He was not happy, to say the least. Like he,
1: well, hold on. As I say, <laughs> the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> hurt dog or bark? Yeah. So when you have those type of comments come out, yeah to defend, defend yourself and you don't want to be a feel like you're a throw-in and totally understand that because but you got to understand where you are because I mean, if you are throwing, if you're in a trade, you're a throw-in regardless if you're the main guy or not. Yeah. You're in that trade. And so I just think, and one of the points that you made about P.J. Washington, I always tell my kids, you can't be the same player every year. If mm-hmm. you are, then you're not progressing. You got to do something better the year. I mean, you know, you got to progress. If that's your only job, you can't come back to the workplace being the same person. And so if you're a screener one year, learn to screen, do that well, and then roll and get lobs. Next thing you know, be a pick and pop guy, two point guy, uh, two pointer in the next year and evolve your game. With a post-up game or some form. So each year you're adding something. That's a, what's what the great guys do. I mean, you said you yeah. talk about Kobe and uh, Michael and all these. They've added things. LeBron, they've added things to their game each and every year to make them who they are today. And so they're yeah. strong enough to be able to do that. But you can see Kobe going and working with a Why? Yeah, great. He, he said, "I want to be a better post player." my footwork all that kind of stuff that's the kind of mindset that you got to have if that's going to be your only job and that's one thing i tell my players if you're going to only play basketball man you can't come back the same you can't come at the same player as you were last year develop a little bit even if it's just your ball handling do that next year yeah uh and i at the Chad's point if
0: kwame had had the edge that he demonstrated on instagram Maybe it wouldn't have been the throw-in player. Maybe it would have been the main piece. But uh the play it sounded <laughs> a lot like Chauncey on Minnesota Society. <laughs> oh man. You come right, around here around don't let Hope hear that video. It's she that's not what she needs to hear. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not good at all. Um so uh so my my non-ACC play uh question of the of the week was gonna be actually sitting around the play-in game. Uh which is tonight. Um the I think the Western Conferences games are tonight, which is uh which starts with um my mind's going blank. Oh, um uh, not oh. Portland, because Portland got in. No, it's uh it's Memphis and San Antonio. Yeah,
1: Memphis. No, missed, first no, well, tonight's
2: tonight's games that's are that's uh that's Charlotte and Indiana and Washington and Boston. Oh,
0: I thought it was all west and then east. Okay, so East and West. So that is
2: all, it's all east and then west tomorrow.
0: So it's all east today. Yeah. So the West had one more day. Okay, so the East play tonight. Um, what do you guys thought? First of all, what are your thoughts on the playing game?
1: Do you like it? Do you well? Of course, uh, if you're the seven and eighth, uh you don't like it. Why? Because in the old system, you would be in the playoffs, right. Uh, However, what they've done is they've kept the season alive, in my opinion, you know, to the end. Uh, They kept all all teams interested except for maybe a couple, uh, which normally at this time of year, the ninth and 10th team, they would have been not dogging it. Cancun. Yeah, they've been (laughs) dogging it the rest of the year because they've been out of the mix, But you look at a team like Washington, who's picked it up the last few weeks just to get in, and they'll probably end up in the playoffs just because they played well down the stretch. Yeah, Um, And it's just that whole mentality of, like, the wild card baseball, you know, that one game play in to be able to get into the uh, first round of the playoffs. And so it's that whole mentality and mindset I think they've uh, brought but it also has made it interesting the, the latter part of the game, latter part of the season, where these games matter. Let's just take Sunday for instance. I sat and watched uh, the the Warriors against Memphis. Mm-hmm. I mean, Great the, game.
0: game! That was a really good game.
1: Yes, I mean you had Steph didn't play mm-hmm. Steph, and uh, I mean they sat out there guys the game before to right. this game because they knew the importance of that game. And so when they came out, I mean, it was almost like a playoff-type game. Mm-hmm. This is the last game of the regular season.
2: All right. I mean, Sunday was an awesome day for the NBA. Yes. Yeah.
1: That stuff don't normally happen. So I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, I think the 7-18 and 18, more than likely would probably get in. Um, but then again, you have Washington in the East that if they win tonight, they probably get a. They'll probably make it. I, I I don't know how I feel about
0: it. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed Sunday, and as a fan of basketball, I always enjoy more basketball. So I mean, come on. Especially if it's going to be played at a high level, I'm always going to enjoy that. But if I'm just if I'm the Lakers, or if I'm Golden State, and I made it to the seven eight spot, and then I got to play. And I lose the first game, but I win the second game and we're still in the seventh eighth spot. I just played two extra games for basically no reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I added extra wear and tear to our bodies when we really needed to be resting during that time. I just added that to our situation unnecessarily. You know what I mean? It's just it just look well, at it the other way for the Lakers,
2: for the Lakers though, they need games right now to get A.D. and
0: LeBron back in, that, <laughs> back in, play shape, back in game shape. So it actually benefits them. Yeah, that's the catch too. For them, they may need two extra games or at least one extra game just to build that chemistry. But if, if you're the Lakers and you're in the seven and you win tonight, it's like, okay, it's, we got a glorified preseason game, and that was nice, but... We're still in the same place we were before this thing started. So I don't know. It, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. I think I'm. I'm kind of hoping this is a one-off and we get back to regular stuff next no, year. It's, but, not, it's here to stay. I was going to say the have been so ridiculous.
1: I have a feeling the play-in is here yeah. to stay. Yeah, I. I, maybe, I don't know how they'll tweak it, but the key is, is is to stay out of seven and eight and nine. I mean, right. yeah, start out seven and eight spot. And that's why so they're making, they're making the regular season count or important yeah. because yeah you, you have you have guys resting and doing those types of things. I still think they play too many games, but you have guys resting and doing to you know sitting out of games, and now those games can come back to bite you when it's all said and done, and you're looking at that seven spot or that eighth spot nine and ten is you know that's i mean it, that is what it is but he is is to to make the regular season that's another catch to keep the regular season uh important in a sense to getting them top getting the top six so that you can uh avoid the play-in games plan those extra games but if you choose to rest your best players uh then that's on you and your team loses but I wish they would get rid of back-to-back games. That's my whole.
0: So my final question is, will pastors all across the the United States be asked to fast and pray the next 48 hours that neither the Lakers or the Warriors experience any injuries? Because (laughs) because the other side of this is, if the Lakers and the Warriors and the Lakers more so sustain some measure of an injury – because they had to play into the playoffs, <laughs> that is a ratings disaster.
2: Especially if it's the Lakers. If Golden State, cause I mean, let's be honest. I've, the Lakers are probably going to blow Golden State out tomorrow. <laughs> the Lakers. The Lakers are going to win, even if Golden State comes out and they they're not they're not going to the finals. They're not going to the conference finals. They're not, Lakers are the one Utah that has
0: in a seven game uh, They could be Utah in a seven game series.
2: Yeah, the Lakers are the ones that everybody has to worry about
0: <laughs> because,
2: you know, it's the, it's the Lakers, yeah. it's LeBron, AD. everybody wants to see the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. They're the ones that you have to keep an eye on, which, honestly, I think they're going to be fine, but they're, they're the mean- ones who worry about getting upset. Those other teams in there, they're a fun story. It's fun to watch. and more playoff basketball. Who doesn't want that? But at the end of the day... The Lakers are the only one that really matters.
1: The uh, the other thing is is to watch is LeBron James. Uh, I know he's mentally tough, uh, but I do believe he's at a point now where his ankle is um, is going to be a be something to watch. He tweaked it the other day um, and walked out, you know, kind of gingerly. But I just think that's something. You know, when you start looking at it. For those who can't see us on the podcast, I keep holding up the numbers
0: thirty-six because he's thirty-six. And the crazy thing is, he's thirty-six, <laughs> but I don't worry about
2: him as much as I worry about AD because AD seems like every time he falls down, he's hurt, and <laughs> Le- Le- LeBron will be fine.
0: <laughs> you know, That's he why might I be a little hobbled. Calling on the elders to pray and fast.
2: All right, LeBron. I think
0: LeBron would be fine, but AD. On <laughs> I mean, Wednesday, oh. the whole collective of California will go. Oh. It'll be deep breaths and whole You know, I mean, this is a this is a tricky circumstance, but hopefully and prayerfully it works out because I we all want to see the Lakers playing, and I'd like to see Golden State in that first round. I really think Utah. If Gold State falls to eight or the Lakers fall to eight, I think Utah is the one is the inevitable loser to all of this.
2: Utah and, and Phoenix, Phoenix both. And Utah Phoenix.
0: and Phoenix both. I mean, they
2: they finish one-two in the conference and they get to the playoffs and they're either gonna have and to deal reward, with the war
0: steps. The reward is a three, is a two-time MVP or a four-time <laughs> MVP. Congratulations. <laughs> right. um, right. Right. Tough it's tough. It's very, very tough. Weird set of circumstances that we understand, but still pretty rough stuff. But anyway, should be a lot of fun. Um, you guys
1: got any shout outs before we leave for today? Uh, yes, I'd like to shout out the uh, Santa Clara uh, women's soccer team for their comeback victory against uh, my Florida State Seminole, Lady Seminoles in the um, championship. Charlie, you're a gracious loser. And of course, we shouldn't have lost, but we did. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, they, they, it was tough uh, to watch, but I'm, I'm happy that our Lady Seminoles got another opportunity to play in the championship uh, game. So shout out to the Santa Clara Broncos, I think they're called, and Marshall. Uh, Marshall
2: Marshall, was um, dramatically um, in last night.
1: We are Marshall. As they say, you know, yeah, 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 Indiana, who's a staple, they, 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 they're always in the mix. Um, they're in the uh, in the men's uh, soccer championship. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a very two very good games. Um,
0: Charlie, what I really love is that even after all these years of not being in college sports, you still feel the losses at the same same level that you did when you were playing. That's That, to me, is exciting, that you feel it.
1: Well, hopefully those losses aren't a lot. Right, so right. They, right. they right. Still feel a little bit more when you don't have very many. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you have multiple <laughs> losses, it just becomes what you think should happen. I've been in a situation before, too. Yeah. But when yeah. you don't lose and you're losing in championship games, then, yes, they hurt. because They hurt, man. I mean, it's like one – Turnover, come on, one two right. killed us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just thought I'd throw that out. That's good, man. Kendrick, you got any shout outs? Yeah, you know, I really
2: didn't, but I have to voice uh, a complaint, and <laughs> and I'm upset about something.
0: Okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's, My let's,
2: man Charlie has let me down today. Really? Yes. Okay. Not one humble flex
0: from Charlie (laughs) Ward today. Well, no, no. no, 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 no. That's not really true. This is a disgrace. (laughs) That's not really true, Kendrick. He did throw out the Hubert. We let him live. I I don't think I I would let
2: him slide on that one. And I really let him slide on it because I was like, I'm sure something will come up later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we should have let him slide. Maybe we should have paid the price. You know what? Let's go rewind it back. Hit him with the button. Hit the button. <laughs> and that was a Charlie Ward. Humble flags. There you go. How
1: does that work? I'm not, I'm not, I mean, when we're talking about... <coughs> we're talking about Hubert. Yeah, we're talking about a teammate.
0: <laughs> I mean, somebody that knows. Charlie, Charlie, he's not my teammate. He's not Kendrick's teammate. Whose teammate is he trying? Probably under normal
2: circumstances, we'd have let you slide, but you didn't get, yeah, the, people we we have you have get
0: the people what they want. You gotta give the people what they want. I agree. I agree. I have to agree with Kendrick on this
2: one.
0: I <laughs> want to give a shout out. Shout out <laughs> to the Hall of Fame for finally doing right by Chris Weber. To me, Chris Weber. How did this take so long? I have no idea. This <laughs> should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. But finally he, they got that right. Congratulations to a player who I think has been is one of the greatest and most underappreciated Power Force to ever play the game, One Chris Weber. And a guy who had tremendous stick to it. What I mean by that is Chris could have done what you saw LeBron do or whoever and gone to try to chase a ring or whatever. Never did that played at Washington, played the hand he was dealt, played at Sacramento, played the hand he was dealt, played at Detroit, played the hand he was dealt, and and should have won a college championship, didn't, should have won an NBA championship, but kept running to the buzzsaw called the Lakers, but never, never really complained about it, just played the hand he was dealt. So I appreciate Chris Webber. I've always appreciated Chris Webber for that. So shout out to Chris Webber. I'm so happy for him. And also for him, and Jalen finally making up and right. demonstrating to all black men everywhere that you can get past the issues.
2: Hopefully, they can reach out to Kwame Brown. That's probably not Stephen Jackson, Jackson and, and
0: Matt, that, Matt Bond. Else, <laughs> I, I would, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. <laughs> all right, guys, have a great, great, great Tuesday. Uh, we will see you again. I guess tomorrow we'll be back. Tomorrow. This live on Facebook and YouTube tomorrow. And uh, until then, this is Believe in the ACC. That's Kendrick Haskins. That's our Heisman Trophy Hall of Famer, Charlie Ward. And we will see you later.